This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I want to begin this afternoon, though, with a concerning story that's been developing this week about government interference in a body that's supposed to be by design at arm's length from government. AIMCO, the Alberta Investment Management Corporation, oversees about $90 billion in assets, and that includes the province's Heritage Fund. The Financial Post had a story yesterday uh, about government interference, government tinkering the operations at AIMCO, the independence of AIMCO. And it goes back to a story last year, which detailed a lot of the same thing. Now, the story last year concerned a Calgary-based company called Calfrac. AIMCO had provided some financing to CalFrac, but uh, the company, which has to disclose this stuff, used that money to restructure its debt. The problem was the NDP was trying to spin that as some kind of government investment to promote renewable energy, uh, to create jobs, to diversify the economy. And there was a lot of concern then about how that was being presented by the government. Uh, So that was something the Financial Post reported on last year. What was reported on yesterday was some of the reaction within government about that disclosure and emails going between the government and AIMCO. So a lot of concerns been raised uh, about the kind of influence the government is trying to exert over what is supposed to be an arm's length agency. Now, spokesperson for the finance minister today said the NDP is not interfering with any business decisions at AIMCO. The opposition Wild Rose, now they've received some of these same documents that the Financial Post received. Joining us to talk more about it is uh, Derek Fildebrandt, Wild Rose MLA for Strathmore Brooks, the party's finance critic. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. So talk about why it's a a big concern that there would be any kind of of government interference with AIMCO. Well, I think you queued up uh, the story. It's, it's a bit it's a bit complicated to follow, but I think you've you've boiled down a lot of the uh, the essentials here. Uh, it's very concerning because it's the government taking a direct hand in trying to uh, both influence investment decisions in the private sector, but also uh, trying to somehow politicize private investment decisions. So on the one side, um, and we'll remember in uh, the fall of last year. The government uh, introduced legislation uh, mandating that AIMCO had to make more Alberta-centric investments around certain political goals. Uh, a lot of those things might sound fine, except that you know our, our AIMCO should be making investments purely and only to earn the best possible return for Albertans, for, uh, for things like the Heritage Trust Fund and, uh, and our public sector pension funds, etc., for example, Norway's uh, sovereign wealth fund uh, pretty much doesn't invest in Norway as much as possible. So if Norway's economy goes down, at least their uh, at least their sovereign wealth fund is going to be safe and act as a shock absorber. But um, you know, there's and there's a troubling history in Alberta of governments going back to the Getty era, where they would take the Heritage Trust Fund and 
uh, plow that money into politically driven projects. Now, the NDP have not gone so far as to take uh, earmark-specific dollars from the Heritage Fund. They do that from other areas, but they have changed the mandate of AIMCO and uh, in the process of doing so are, are, are pushing it in a certain direction. Uh, but th- this is particularly disturbing because this is uh, these emails obtained through Freedom of Information by the National Post and, or sorry, the Financial Post and uh, Kevin Libin show that the uh, the NDP's spin doctors and press secretaries were directly involved in trying to extract um, positive quotes for news releases from Calfrac uh, praising the NDP in some form, and uh, Calfrac refused. Uh, not wanting to be tied to a a particular political party, which is reasonable. And uh, the government continued to try and insist. They they wanted to spin this a certain way. So the emails, they seem to be coming from one individual in particular, but it it seems to be, look, this is how we need to frame this story, trying to get everybody to to present a a united front, almost. Yeah, so what they did is, uh, you know, they first went to, so so INCO makes an investment in CalFRAC, um, which is fine and good, but uh, the NDP wanted to uh, tout this. The, the uh, NDP's Minister of Economic Development, Darren Bellis, wanted to, to be able to tout this and take some credit for it, as if somehow the government made this decision, which it did not. And uh, the company refused. Um, they pressed AIMCO to try and get something out of them, and they refused again. They even said, fine, well, what about something that you've said, anything you've said in the past? in news releases, can the government use it in their news release about this? And CalFRAC still said no. But then the NDP tried to package this publicly with trying to suck CalFRAC in somehow. And and CalFRAC, uh, I think, was pretty clear. They don't want to be brought into the politics of this. Uh, They don't want it to be perceived that CalFRAC is in the business of taking corporate welfare green slush fund dollars from the NDP. Um, If anything could perhaps break the confidence of investors in a company, it would be the perception that you're reliant upon the NDP for your money. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, you can understand why they don't want to be a part of this. Uh, and, and we can see why through these these emails. So taking a step back here, Derek, because it's not the first time we've heard about uh, political interference at AIMCO. And, and in fact, the, the government changed the, the legislation recently when it comes to uh, individuals who can be appointed to, to AIMCO's board. Explain what changed. Yeah, so this is an area of, of real substantive concern, uh, not just speculative so AIMCO previously, uh, there, there have been uh, real uh, tough rules around uh, necessary qualifications um, that one has to meet to be aborted, appointed to the, to the board of AIMCO. Um, so AIMCO has an extraordinarily good record of making good investment decisions. They regularly outperform the market. They do very, very good work for Albertans, and we should be very proud of the people who have served on AIMCO. Um, but the NDP have started to take away, take out basic qualifications around, around uh, financial management and all sorts of things like that, essentially to say that uh, to get appointed to AIMCO, you only need to be appointed by the minister. Um, you don't necessarily have to have any specific qualifications. We just have to, you know, the Minister of Finance, Joe Sisi, says that, well, tr- you know, trust me, I'm only going to appoint good people to this, but we don't really trust them because we know that the NDP have uh, very regularly appointed ideologues and cronies to various government agencies and boards already. I mean, it took the Tories about 35 years to get as bad as the NDP got in the first nine months. 
So we're very concerned that uh, the NDP could be uh, could take the opportunity to appoint friends uh, to AIMCO who will not earn the best possible returns uh, for Albertans. Right. Now, regarding you know, political emails going back and forth, I, I don't know that we can necessarily prevent that from happening. I think maybe calling attention to it uh, will hopefully make a difference. But but this is something substantive that the government could do. They, they could change the regulations back to, to how they were before. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing we can do regulatorily or legally to stop the email from trying to squeeze uh you know quotes out of companies for news releases that's just wrong but there's no way to really stop that other than them doing it on their own accord but in this case uh we're calling on the ndp to restore uh the regulations around qualifications for being appointed uh to aimco uh really basic basic stuff it's 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 not a difficult ask to make and their refusal to do so is um, definitely a red flag. They might be preparing the ground to do this. When um, actually the uh, the president and CEO of AIMCO were asked about this, and they said that they were not informed of these changes and that they're not welcomed changes. The, the minister of finance just did them on on his own without consulting AIMCO first. All right, which is unfortunate because AIMCO has an excellent reputation. As I said, they do very good work for Albertans. Uh, I trust the people we've got there right now, and I don't want anything to to erode that trust we've got. No, this is something government should stay the hell away from. And and you can just imagine, I think as someone pointed out today, uh, had the NDP been in opposition uh, in the previous Tory government had done something like this, uh, you know, that they would have been outraged. Well, that's a very regular theme. You know, I... Look, when the NDP came to power in the last election, I, I figured that um, I didn't know how far they would go ideologically. They've gone much further than I thought they would. But I thought they would really be different on the on the front of cronyism and corruption and entitlement and abusing power for your own ends. I, I, I thought I truly thought they would be good on that front, and I have been so completely mistaken um, in thinking that these guys would clean up government. They just replace one group of cronies with another. It's unfortunate indeed. Derek, we've got to leave it there. Thanks so much for making some time for us here. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. All right, Derek, Phil DeBrant, Wildrose, uh, Shadow Finance Minister. So uh, his thoughts on what's been revealed about government interference in AIMCO. And these emails tell quite a story. But obviously, as he says, we have the, the very demonstrable legislative change that the government brought in, which uh, changes the rules around who can be appointed to AIMCO. So that's concerning. Why mess with this? Uh, I, I get maybe there's a temptation there for governments to mess with this. And probably most people have not heard of AIMCO. We all know what the uh, Heritage Fund is. And this is just part of AIMCO's portfolio. AIMCO is the Alberta Investment Management Corporation. They are responsible for not just the Heritage Fund, but a total of $90 billion in assets. That includes pension plans, other government funds. So we should be very, very careful about how that operates and staying clear of it. So what is the government doing here? It's really concerning. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. All right, flashback to October of last year. So this is Kevin Libin in the Financial Post revealing the details on what went down that previous summer. So just a few months before. Well, in fact, it was a press release put out on September 26th. But what had happened, this all started with AIMCO providing CalFrac Well Services a $47 million loan. 
with some lucrative terms. 9% interest along with options to buy 6.9 million Calfrax shares at a relatively low price. One analyst called it a sweet deal for AIMCO. Yet the NDP government went ahead and spun it as something else in a September 26 press release. It announced these AIMCO investments from the Heritage Savings Trust Fund as government initiatives purportedly designed to create jobs, diversify the economy, and promote renewable energy. The news release said the CalFrac investment was to support innovation and environmental stewardship in the oil and gas industry. And there were subsequent news stories with the government's concocted spin. None of this apparently went over well with the executives at AIMCO. This was about the company restructuring its debt. And so that puts the company in a really awkward position. So after the announcement, Calfrec felt compelled to send out a note to bankers and to analysts to set the record straight. In a copy obtained by the Financial Post, Calfrac's manager of capital markets explains that the government's announcement was not vetted by AIMCO or Calfrac, and I don't think either parties are particularly pleased with the confusion it caused. Which is understandable. Calfrac had sought the loan specifically to restructure its debt, which was cause for investor concern. So imagine that. The investors in this company are concerned with Calfrac's debt. Calfrac is now taking steps to deal with its debt. But instead of that being the message going to investors, they're getting the government store. But no, instead, this company, which already has debt problems, is going to take this financing uh, and they're going to spend it on all these other things. So obviously, they've got a very vested interest to set their record straight. Say, no, 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 no. This is specifically to deal with these debt issues. We are going to restructure our debt. That is the specific purpose of this AIMCO loan. Why the government is spinning it this way, we don't know. So that all came out in October. I guess the government didn't learn its lesson because after that, there was even more political interference. So the story this week from Kevin Levin in the Financial Post. The government was unhappy about that original story, wrote an apparently frustrated Nathan Rodman, Premier Notley's Director of Issue Management, in an email to AIMCO CEO. Uh, Kevin Ubelin and their Chief, and Corp- uh, Chief Corporate and Human Resources Officer, Angela Fong. Rodman said in an email, I need AIMCO to call the reporter or the editor on this story. Now, you can see that email. It's uh, in this story. Uh, the Wild Rose obtained the same email as well. So this is the Premier's Director of Issue Management telling the CEO of AIMCO to call Kevin Livin at the Financial Post. Where does he think that that's his job to do? Where does he get the idea that that's an appropriate uh, role for him? The NDP urgently wanted to eliminate any question that AIMCO had been tainted by politics. So what do they do? They interfere even more. The NDP's political staff directed AIMCO to call the press. And as additional emails obtained by the Financial Post show later called on AIMCO to help massage the public messaging and press releases and talking points for the premier to ensure everyone the government wasn't compromising AIMCO's independence. You see how backwards that sounds? The government is interfering in AIMCO's independence so that they can put the message out that the government isn't interfering in AIMCO's independence. And this was all a self-inflicted wound by the NDP. They were the ones who seized on that financing to Calfrac to try to to take some political spin from it, to try to do a a political victory lap around it, but had nothing to do with any of the government's so-called green energy initiatives. That was all on the government, so now to cover their tracks, they're trying to drag AIMCO and Calfrac into this whole mess. 
So, yeah, obviously that that is of concern. So the most we got from this point uh, through Global News is a spokesperson for the finance minister saying, you know, we're, we're not interfering with business decisions at AIMCO. Which I guess is carefully worded. Because I don't know that anyone's suggesting at this point that they're interfering necessarily with business deals. Or at least in this instance, it was interfering in a business deal. The decision was made to provide this financing to CalFRAC. That was a decision made independently by AIMCO. The government didn't direct AIMCO to provide the money to CalFRAC, as far as we can tell. But they tried to spin it a political way. And then they tried to get AIMCO and the company to spin it a political way. That's the issue here. And I guess coupled with that story is, in fact, the recent change by the government in terms of who can sit on the board of AIMCO. So if the government wants to to get some political benefit out of the decisions AIMCO's making, I mean, it would clearly help them to have political people sitting on the board. So I think we need to be very careful uh, about watching now closely in terms of who does get appointed and whether there's any more of this funny business. All right. Anyway, we got a break here for the top of the hour. We'll get into the Calgary next issue coming up after one o'clock. It's time now, though, for great ideas brought to you by Park to Go Value Valet. No need to search for an empty parking spot with door to door drop and go valet service. Reserve and save at parktogo.ca. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.